This episode of Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters. You've heard us mention them on the podcast before, and if you're in Fairbanks or you're going to be coming through Fairbanks for a fishing, hunting, or camping trip, it's a great place to stop and get what you need. It's a locally owned Fairbanks business that I've been shopping at since I came up here, and really it's the type of sporting goods store you would hope to find in a place like Fairbanks. They've got a ton of hunting, fishing, trapping, and camping supplies, including backpacking meals and stoves, clothing, real rain gear, good footwear, including mountain hunting boots like Loa, rubber boots like Extra Tufts and Lacrosse, and they also have a great selection of guns, ammo, shooting and hand-loading supplies, and even muzzle-loading stuff. Now, they also carry a wide variety of fishing and dip-nating equipment to tackle just about any fish Alaska has to offer. In Century Hardware downstairs, you'll be able to find a big selection of marine, snow machine, and ATV supplies like ramps, hitches, gun boots, um, good gas jugs, not the junk you find everywhere else, and all sorts of odds and ends for your boat or anything else you could need, and of course, whatever hardware you might find yourself in need of. In fact, it's one of those stores that you'll usually end up leaving with more than you planned on buying because they're really good at finding and stocking things that you just didn't realize you needed until you saw them. Frontier Outfitters is located in the Gavora Mall on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, as well as Century Hardware out in North Pole. It's a great store, so next time you're gearing up, get on down there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. That's how you do it. All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel. I'm stoked to sit down this afternoon with uh, my buddy Donald Lee. Finally got you back, got you rounded back up. We don't live very far apart, but it seems like I don't see you very often. <laughs> yeah, you're you're uh, you're a hill dweller, and I'm in the swamp down below there, so. down in the cold depths. Which <laughs> yeah. is funny, like during a, a cold snap, it's probably. 25 degrees or 30 degrees warmer here than it is down there oh, having lived right down there yep. before we moved here yeah definite difference yeah but yeah man we're kind of it's kind of this is an easy time of year where it's easy to catch up with people and wrap up everyone's been running around the hills sheep hunting and i don't know for for as much doom and gloom talk as there is like from everybody including myself <laughs> <laughs> you know, with with the you know the way stuff got clipped off this spring, yeah. you know, with the late snow. Well, we got a bunch of snow and it stuck around. Yeah, a long time. Um, you yeah, know. they. I think yeah. There's thoughts they were probably dropping. You know, if you're talking sheep, dropping lambs in the snow. You know, this spring in, in a lot of spots. So yeah, which is not uh, a good. I mean, even in August, I was seeing snow where I've never seen it in August before. Yeah, yeah same. And, and some of the areas that they like, that they really like hit hard in July, you know, I guess weren't, were barely even greening up by the end of July, huh. which is wow. crazy. But despite all that, it does seem like there's some pretty good rams coming in this year, you know, you included, which is one thing I definitely want to hear, hear about you because you hunted with your brother this year, right? I did. Yeah. I managed to, managed to pull him away from work. He's, he's kind of a... I mean, he's always busy, so yeah. <laughs> managed, to, managed to cajole him away and get him out this year. Yeah, so, so he he's not an annual sheep hunter, I take it. He's not. He he likes hunting, but uh, he's not he's not quite as rabid about it not as I am. Diseased, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Infected with the. But we used to do quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, I you know I got to thinking about it, and it's been 
maybe it's been 11 years or something since he and I had done one. Yeah. Just time flies. I mean, we've hunted moose and caribou and other stuff, but, uh, but yeah, sheep, it's been a long time. (laughs) Yeah. No, it, uh, yeah, it was and you guys, I don't know, kind of lost my train of thought. I've been, that's been happening to me a lot lately, (laughs) right in the mix. Like got, just got done with sheep and caribou and literally like throwing stuff to get ready to go moose hunting. But, uh, yeah, man. So how, I mean, yeah. How'd that, that hunt go for you? I mean, you hunting pretty familiar country probably. I mean, it, yeah. obviously don't tell anyone what it was. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was. It was It was a fun hunt. It was almost, uh, yeah, my brother would probably say otherwise, but I felt like it was almost too easy. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we got him, you know, we took the sheep on opening day and it was like, shoot, we're done. <laughs> like, yeah, other, I know. other than the grind getting out. You I know, know the feeling. I, it seems like to me, you know, me and Frank talk about this. It's like really savor those ones because there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of times where it does not work out like that. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I can tell you the story if you want. It was kind of it was fun though getting him out. Uh, he's a uh, uh, actually this is good advice for your listeners here too. Yeah. Like if you're gonna hunt with a partner. Unless you've hunted with them a lot, which it's been a long time for my brother and I, so it's like you should probably like always look at their gear, like look at each other's gear before you take off. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Oh, you jo- you joke about that, but that is like, and and I you know I can't believe it. I don't know. I have to have said that before. Are you, I'm sure you have. Maybe you yeah. do, but it's worth going over again. I mean, <laughs> every year I hear some story about like oh. I thought so and so had this or that, especially if you're newer to it. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, even any time that you're going hunting with someone that you don't hunt with like a lot regularly, doing that kind of stuff, yeah. there's a lot of like, you know, assuming that makes an ass out of, or what is it? If you you assume you make out of, make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh yeah, he's and I should have known with my brother. You know, he's. Uh, you know, in all good fun, he's he's super laid back, and he kind of, although he prepared a little bit this year, but he tends to just kind of throw stuff together at the last minute. And uh, I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, it was pretty funny when we got to you know we're I don't know five six hours from home, truck driving. You know, by the time we got to where we were launching off, and uh, you know it looked like it was going to rain. We had another thirty miles to go at that point, thirty forty miles by boat. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm packing stuff. I'm getting ready to, you know, unload the boat. And I, and I hear this little grunt over there and he's like, Oh, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I look over and he's got this, he's like, Oh, women's small. <laughs> <And> he's, like, <laughs> oh, man. he's got this, you know, he's, he's six foot. He's probably, he's heavier than I am. He's probably 200 plus pounds. And the sleeves are like, you know, halfway to oh, his elbows. He could like barely zip it. His shut. rain gear. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I think this is Jonah's. That's his son. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. So it was funny. I sent him off to, I was like, you better, there's a store down the road. You better go see what you can find, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, so I launched the boat and I run it upriver for a while just to make sure it's working good. And uh, he takes off to the store and pretty soon he comes back. He's like, yeah, I got a poncho. Get a heavy contractor bag or something. <laughs> yeah. It would have been better than the poncho he got. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Sometimes critical items. I What I I was in every year, I, I when I go off, I just get this sick feeling like I know I forgot something. <laughs> and I just hope it's not important. Right. 
And in in the early years, I would t- spend months, like all summer. Like, I mean, it like the dra- the lead up to sheep season was like the longest <laughs> time ever. I mean, in June, I was like piling up. Yeah, had the gear pile going and all this, and had gone through things. And still had like a seventy five pound backpack, but uh, uh. anymore, it occurred to me, you know, because I'm noting down, like thinking of this and that, and like, all right, don't forget this and that. And it occurred to me, I'm like, if I forget something, it's probably going to be something extremely important and like so critical that it, <laughs> like, it's just a gimme. Like, you don't even think twice about it, so I wouldn't think about it, right? You know, like, it's like, all right, do I have the tent? Do <laughs> yeah. I have? You might obviously, yeah, rain gear's a critical one. Yeah, yeah. Do I have my rifle? Yeah, that's <laughs> a big one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was, oh, and he was out there with, he'd ordered a pair of boots, and, you know, I don't know, the Postal Service lately, but I forget how long ago he'd said he'd ordered them, but they didn't show up, so he had a brand new pair, a different pair of boots yeah. he just bought, like, off the shelf, brand new. He didn't know how they were going to work out. We get up there, and he's got... I think he brought one one shirt and it was cotton, a cotton t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, I don't know how you haven't died on like some of your expeditions. Like, he's like, oh, it's like, I forgot how cold it gets up here. It's like, yeah, no kidding. Like, it's pouring half the time, you know, wind. Like, oh, man. Well, it, I mean, and, and just, you know, I know it is almost like a shock to my system every year. Like, you, you're down here and it's 75 degrees or whatever, which, you know, for this guy is pretty hot. Yeah. And all you got to do is gain a couple thousand, three thousand feet elevation, like camping in some oh, saddle, man. and like it's not warm it's anymore. It's not. No, especially since you are spending, you know, I mean, you're hiking and stuff, but you spend a lot of time hanging out, just glassing and yep. stuff. So you're not you're not warming up. You're just sitting and watching. Yeah, a little bit of breeze and oh, and man. just some you know fifteen degrees cooler all the time. Yeah, yeah. I ended up he didn't. He didn't want to borrow at first, but I finally convinced him, like, yeah. <laughs> so I had two merino wool yeah. shirts, and so I'm like, well, you better take one of these, <laughs> like, <laughs> so you can at least sleep dry. Yeah. I would be soaked <laughs> all day long with the rain and the sweat and everything else, but, yeah, it was Yeah, funny. some lessons, some lessons learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, nice. well, speaking of that, like, what do you usually, uh, what do you usually, how do you usually lay... I'm trying to we'll yeah. f- figure out how to say this without sounding stupid. Like No, yeah. You know, like, what gear do you run <laughs> type yeah. of, what's your system? <laughs> well, I mean, it certainly, you know, depends whether I'm going August or September. Um, but, um, I, I mean, I go pretty, pretty minimal too. I tend to take, uh, I tend to, I like like thin merino wool shirts. Yeah. I can wear them on hot days. I can wear them on cold days. Well, I found when you sweat, you know, when you wear them on hot days, they protect you from the sun. And it may, you may get hot, like you're going to sweat and then they get kind of soaked and cool you off as, yeah. you know, especially if there's any kind of breeze. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, and they dry pretty quickly, you know, if you get, yeah. get the right kinds, they dry and pretty nicely seem to, seem to push moisture out. So they don't stink as bad. They don't. Yes. I mean, I ended up having to wear mine the whole time cause I, you know, loaned him mine and, uh, I was like, well, it could have been a lot worse, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I take a lot of wool and, you know, synthetic down all that jazz so yeah i did a, end up buying a kafaru one of those lost parts. did you uh, like it i loved it yeah it's yeah i mean i'm i don't get too crazy about like clothing items but that freaking coat say like i mean i say saved my ass like it's b- made a big difference in a lot of different situations i mean it's 
Yeah. I'm very happy with it. I was pretty stoked. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have any real cold weather and stuff, mm-hmm. but it was like, you can tell, you know, wearing it around in the evenings and stuff. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty sweet. Well, and sheep hunting, the biggest thing is, I mean, for me, you know, sitting in glass and, and yeah, like we didn't have any real cold stuff either, but um, when you're wet, yeah. it makes a big difference. Yeah. Like you can, you can literally just like put that thing on and it will sit in the tent and it will dry your shirt out. That's awesome. You know, just the, that that insulation is very effective and it wicks moisture very well. Yeah. That's important. You yeah. know, I've, I've been high or I've like got back to the four wheeler times in September or whatever, just soaked to the bone, put that thing on, put my rain gear on over it. You know, it's still raining and I end up, you know, dry on the bottom. And I mean, the outside layer between my yeah. rain gear and the jacket's all soaked, but <laughs> uh, still warm. Um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It's, well, that gets challenging too. Just staying, you know, if you got stuff that'll dry quickly, that makes a big difference. Especially, you know, some of these years where it's just, I mean, I, the, the day we hiked in was pretty nice weather, and uh, and then like right when we finally got out, the last day it turned out pretty nice. But yeah, every day, you know, in between would rain like most of the day or enough that you just yeah. were, you know, the brush was wet and it was just like. <laughs> well, same story. Yeah, if you're beating a lot of brush too, it takes it to a whole nother. Oh, man whole nother level yeah it was the same it was like you know you're looking at rain it like you can see like these just rain falling out of the sky you know two or three miles away you're like oh is it gonna miss us should we put our rain gear on then you're just getting pummeled too late <laughs> well we had i was listening to one of your your story of your sheep this year and it was funny. We had like the exact same experience with the rain. Like we killed these rams, you know, and we snapped a few pictures and like literally as soon as we pulled the knives out and got to work, it just started just pouring. Like, yeah. And it poured the entire time uh, that we worked on my sheep and fi- you know, it was pretty late. It was starting to get dark and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to camp on the mountainside, especially since it's pouring. Like let's, let's start hoofing it back, you know, yeah. and get back to the tent before complete pitch black. And uh, so you know, we gutted my brothers out and just left it there. But yeah, I was had a lot well, of that, concerns about the meat too, and it yeah. just just poured the entire time. I was like, "Are you kidding?" Well, and it was almost, weird because I could see we could look up oh, at the yeah, head of this like bowl. Blue sky. Yeah, it was blue sky and sunshine at the head of the bowl, and it was just drenching us. Like we were getting our asses blasted with hail in the sunshine. Like <laughs> sitting there getting sunburned, getting blasted with hail, looking up like I can't even tell where it's coming from. <laughs> bizarre you know they're just getting soaked and you look up you're like i see blue sky up there it's not <laughs> it's so weird you know like and a lot of it initially at least the first few days you know you can see like it and you can see for 100 miles or yeah. 50 miles and it's like you kind of know what the weather's doing but see oh just broken clouds and then it's like right when they get to the mountains it must slow them down enough to accumulate you know yeah to where they've so. got to dump some moisture but geez <laughs> but no i mean yeah. it's with your guys rams if you can camp not that far away you know that probably is as good a, it's certainly not going to be worse for the meat just to gut them and let the hide you know keep some of that meat from getting just completely drenched that's exactly why we did it too i mean if it would have been a nice clear night we probably would have just stayed and kept working you know yeah. until we had that one parted out too but it was like now nah, let's let's not open this one up too let's we got one already that we're struggling with you know just soaking wet and yeah we were i was a little concerned but it's like what you, yeah what I can mean, you do you know once it i mean it's wet instantly and then once it's soaking wet rained on you can't dry it out and let yeah. without some like you know, dry air and breeze and 
we finally did, you know, at one point get it get it dried out, you know, and as we were shuttling gear, we found yeah. some raw, you know, where you'd kind of string it out in the game bag on top of like a little rock pile, so you're getting some circulation. And, yeah. And it it ends up all being fine, but it's just like every time something like that happens, ugh, it, yeah, it's like the clock ticks a little faster. I know, I know. Yeah, you start feeling it, don't you? Like, ooh, we got to get this out of here. That's a yeah. I've always wondered. You know, there's always kind of that little debate too about whether you aired out or. I mean, this was when I looked at this later. I did open one of the bags, and it was like, that's oh, not as wet as I thought. But um, I don't know. I tend anymore. I just I like bag them uh, clean, like scent free. Yeah, like contractor bags or whatever yep, yep. and i just don't open them again and i just store them cold interesting as, much as i can i've had better luck than that than the other way but yeah i, I it, haven't hauled out as many as you have but well um, it would you know and i mean that it doesn't really necessarily mean anything um you know i hadn't thought about that because it would be you'd have to be a lot smarter than i have degrees and stuff that i don't have degrees <laughs> in to know to, to know but it, it necessarily wouldn't because I would, th- it's typically the combination of like heat and yeah. and lack of circulation. You know, you could in theory, I guess you know, you could throw a roast in a Ziploc in the refrigerator, yeah, and it's fine for days. Yep. So why, you know, this makes sense to me. Why, why it wouldn't be true also for contractor bags? Yeah, I think you heat is a big killer, of course. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I've always had the theory that you. You know, there's that theory out there that you, you know, if you're opening up the bags all the time, trying to kind of dry, you know, get that nice mm-hmm. crust on them, that you're just allowing more novel kind of bacteria to land on those yeah. suckers and, and start working on them. So I don't know. I mean, it it probably would make a difference it was if it was, you know, four or five days pack out or something. But I generally, yeah. I mean, I'm generally able to get them out two and a half, three or days. If it's, or if it's, you know, getting warm, like sitting around your camp, like yeah. getting... I'm not even talking about hot, but just like not cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing we'd we'd like, you know. I tend to pack in the mornings, especially. Mm-hmm. I'll pack. I'll leapfrog. We double staged it this year, and we'll leapfrog sheep ahead, and then you're kind of knocking off about noon usually and hiking back for your camp. Yeah, you know. So we'd like hike it down and then yeah, put it in the shade in a tree. We buried it in moss a couple yeah. of nights and just was nice and cold. You know, you dig it out in the morning. It was like, oh yeah, this is, this is good. So. Yeah. That makes total sense. I mean, I too, you know, at least the way I've been doing it, it'll is, is just as soon as it, as soon as it comes out of the backpack, it's out of the bags and yeah. trying to get air, but it, that makes sense too. I mean, I can see both sides. It may it, not so. neither need, you know, neither one there's, there may not be a totally correct or totally wrong answer. As long as you're not keeping it enclosed, like wet and warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heat for sure. So. It's not good. And even even just like, you know, making sure you're not having scented bags because those chemicals oh, can Yeah. Bad. Make an effect. <laughs> if you're bad if your if your your trash bags smell like flowers, you probably don't want to be putting meat in them. I hate those things anyway. It's like I'd rather just have a plain bag. These things reek. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But uh, yeah, it's like it's like trying to like put potpourri on stuff that doesn't yeah. smell good anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's like Febreze, yuck. Yeah, no kidding. So how did it work? Because you guys, you guys ended up doubling up out of the same bunch, right? We did. How did that all work we out? Did. Well, it's kind of a. Um, I'll tell the little longer version. It was it was fun. We uh, I don't know. On the way there, we saw a lot more traffic than I've seen most years. You know, people and some of them I ended up knowing. There was a there was a plane on one you know on a sandbar and there was a boat further down and i saw three other guys and i was like what the heck's going on you know i was like this isn't cool you know like, yeah like we're gonna have some competition here and uh 
my brother was like, yeah, they didn't look like hunters. And I said, well, I don't know what else they'd be doing up here, you know? And, um, but yeah, we, we hiked off, uh, that first day we went up the, I think it was the eighth we were yeah. hiking in and, uh, we get well up this Canyon and it, there's a fork in the Canyon where this kind of this Creek splits kind of two main drainages there. And I don't know, it's about nine o'clock at night. We were starting to think about camping, you know, and, uh, uh, right at that fork, there's kind of a little camp, you know, you can, it's been in use for a long time. Like people occasionally camp there. And, and, uh, so we're coming up on that spot and I'm like, I smell wood smoke. And he's like, yeah, I think I do too. And it's kind of a brushy area. And all of yeah. a sudden we basically just almost step right on this tent. It's like crap, you know? And, uh, we didn't see anyone. I think they huh. were already in their tent. You know, the fire was still, there was still smoke and stuff. But so we like kind of jaunted over to the other side of the Creek and just blasted past them. And it was like, well, now that we know they're here, we let's keep hiking yeah. for a few hours. Like, <laughs> let's get ahead of these guys, you know? And, uh, so we did, we hiked, hiked another couple hours and, uh, camped and, and, uh, then the next day hiked up, uh, you know, got to our spot and it's, it's a spot that doesn't, if you camp up high, there's like no water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been to spots like yeah, that. Yeah. It's kind of a tough, and there's kind of an area where I think people generally camp and it's like, I don't know why they camp there. Cause there's no water. So I usually, mm-hmm. I usually bear it'd be to the east. Uh, further and there's a stream like a couple of ravines over there's a pretty good stream that yeah i don't people don't seem to know about so uh so we kind of you know bore east and camped over there and it's a little higher too uh, so i can kind of look down on that pass and, and see the pass and see if anyone's coming up in it and kind of look at all the country that that i like to look at there and uh we never saw those guys you yeah. know we're we, we spent all the ninth, you know, looking at stuff and saw some rams. We saw a group of like five and it was like, man, my brother was like, that's where you're thinking of hunting the ram. I'm like, that's where they always are. He's like, and there's no way in hell I'm going over there. Like, <laughs> like it's not that, it's only another three hours. Like, come on. And, uh, but, uh, so anyway, yeah, can't, you know, camp that night and the next morning kind of glassed over there and it was like, yeah, we couldn't really, there were some decent rams, but nothing, you know, there might've been two legals and we're like, ah, I don't know. They were a long ways away and there was nothing to look that impressive. And it was like, eh, we'll watch them, see if they come a little bit closer, you yeah. know, come around the flank of this mountain. Well, in the meantime, we kind of hiked back down toward that pass and got up on this pinnacle. And so we could look back down the drainage we'd hiked up cause it's, you can hunt sheep, right? As you're, mm-hmm. as you're coming in, you know, and, uh, we're sitting there and, and all of a sudden I see this, you know, wait, a couple of miles out, I see this guy like climbing the, climbing the mountainside. I was like, Oh geez, you know. <laughs> so no, I see some people, and and uh, so we're looking at him through the spotting scope. It's like that's got to be the that's got to be the guys that were camped down lower there, you know. And I figured they were still camped down there because that's about they were climbing the mountains, kind of about. They're know. still kind of in sheepy country. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I feel like I'm old enough. I can say this now, but it was like those must be a couple of young guys. I mean, they were like yeah. they were like hoofing it up this yeah. mountain. Like I'm like, dude, look at those guys go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we're watching them. And, uh, I'm like, they must've seen it. They must've seen some sheep or something, you know? And cause they just, hoof, it's like, why would they go up there? You know, and they're, they just hoofed it up to the top of the thing and it's just straight up and down gnarly stuff, you know? And, uh, they get up there and I can see them pointing around and they kind of wander back down the drainage, kind of back down where I thought their camp still yeah. was, you know, they finally disappeared. I was like, well, that was weird. And, uh, we're sitting there and maybe, I don't know, maybe 45, maybe an hour later, uh, I don't really know how to describe it, but you get to the pass and then the mountains kind of run 
I don't know, we were kind of looking parallel to these whole mountainsides mm-hmm. on the backside of this thing. And all of a sudden, these I see a couple of sheep kind of pop out of this crack over there, a couple, mile and a half away probably. And uh, I look at them through the binos. And I said, well, I mean, they're all adults, so there's a good chance they're rams, you know. And get the spotting scope out. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right away, it's like, uh, you know, I think they're all three legal. And one of them, you know, two of them look pretty decent. So. Uh, so I think they had seen them. I mean, oh, I, I mean, there's more to the story later. But anyway, we took off after these things. And uh, we just were, we got, there was just folds, you know, where you get mm-hmm. just kind of ridge after ridge after ridge, kind of on the backside of this this mountain system. And we could only get so far until we were like totally exposed, you know? Yeah. So we hunkered down. I don't know, probably, we probably still were a good half mile away from them at least when we had to hunker down and just mm-hmm. wait it out, you know? And I don't know, that was about had to be about noon and it was like, well, I mean, we know they're going to get up and feed, you know, you get used to an area, you know, and it's like these sheep are going to get up around five or six o'clock and start feeding again, you know, unless they were really pressured and we'll see what happens here, you know? And, but uh, they didn't look like they were like on the move traveling. No. Yeah. You can usually tell, you know, and it was like, that's so at first it was like, did those guys pressure them? Like, were they there? And we just didn't see them that, you know, Mm -hmm. in these cracks where you can't see the sheep till they move out on the faces. And it was like, they didn't seem too spooked, but they bedded right down on this ridge, you know, and it's like, uh, so we just sat there and just watched them, watched them, watched them, just waiting, you know, for the instant they would get up and disappear around this backside. And you know how that goes. Oh, They'll yeah. stand up and you're like, okay, here goes. Right, the- get ready to go. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they take a piss, spin around, yeah. lay back down, you know, <laughs> it's like, ah, like, but, uh, I think, uh, four or five hours, they got up a little bit earlier than I'm used to seeing up there. So four thirty, five o'clock, they got up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, okay, I think they're serious this time. Like all three of them stood and they finally disappear around this backside, you know? So we just take off and, uh, but first we had to drop down into that pass and we're trekking along and we almost step on the same tent. Was oh, like, geez. These guys did make it up here on the ninth. We just never saw them, you know? Huh. So they, then we were like, oh, they definitely saw sheep. Like, why would they be back down the Canyon, you know, yeah. making up this thing? And, uh, it was just weird. So they we had lost this... elevation from where their camp was. Yeah, there. they had. And... It was just weird that we hadn't seen them because there's some good country, I guess, further to the north. And usually I can, uh, I haven't seen a lot of people in there, but when I have, you can usually see people out there glassing yeah. that country. And we hadn't seen them at all, you know? It's like, huh. oh, that's weird. But I mean, they must have just got up that morning and just trekked back down the canyon after yeah. these things, you know? So we trek over there and we get kind of on that last face. There's a, there a big sheep trail in this face where those rams had kind of been bedded just above. And uh, my brother's like, well, let's just keep going around the trail. I said, no. I said, we, you don't know. You're, then you're just going to step on, you know, you're going to come around and it's going to be one of those surprise deals, even if you're mm-hmm. moving slow, that's loud shale, you know. Had, and, had you guys gotten a chance to really, like, sort them out good? And, we had. Okay. We had, yeah. there Because that's what I, and you know, happened this year. Like, we did not want to get too close to them before we had a chance to yeah, yeah. really know what we were dealing with. That can be challenging, Yeah. Yeah, no, these were, it was kind of interesting. It was, they were all three pretty distinct. There was one mm. that was, uh, he was uh, broomed hard on both sides. Yeah. Legal. Uh, not real impressive, but broomed. Um, and then uh, the one that I took that, you know, at first I was like, that could go 40, you know, when I was looking at him. I'm like, you know, he's, oh, yeah, he's pat, pretty well fancy past full sheep, curl. Yeah. And it was like, you know, instantly when we saw him, it's like, oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And then my brother's too was actually passed. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as impressive, but we could see that it swung past full curl too. And so, so sheep yeah. like that are not like, yeah. They're not like an everyday thing where it's, you know, on the full curl, they're just from 
especially from a distance way where you have just have no doubt. You're like, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Don't even have to look at them twice. Type uh, of sheep or I love or hard that. to turn down. Yeah, I, I like it when it happens that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one look, you know, and you're like, yep. But um, so we kind of had we didn't argue, but we kind of had this little mini disagreement there. And he's like, well, let's just keep going around the street. I said, no way. I said they're going to hear us before we see them. You know, you have no idea how big the backside of this curve is. You know, on this on this ridge system here. It was a kind of a little spot neither one of us had really been on before. And, uh, well, he's never been up there, but, but, uh, I said, no, we got to climb. I said, there's a little patch of green up this shale face. And I said, we need to get up this. And then hopefully when we come out over the top, we'll be above them, you know, yeah. cause we don't know if they've fed down, if they're feeding up, mm-hmm. if they're crossing where they went. Turned right? around and start walking right back to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's like, oh, all right. So. So we hoof it up this thing, we get near the top, drop the packs, you know, and uh, and uh, snap that bipod in, uh, which I love, by the way. <laughs> which that was that was another one. That's a Spartan one. It was. First time I've used it hunting. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so then we dropped, dropped off the top and just kind of just started slowly just topping out, you know, coming, mm-hmm. coming down over the top. And uh, my brother was in the lead. And, I don't know. It was another, probably another hundred yards, just real slow moving. And finally he's like, nope you know, sheep, you know, and he's like, get down, you know, so we kind of get down and, uh, working our way forward, hands and knees kind of stuff. And, uh, they were all there probably, I mean, they were definitely below us and they had rebedded, huh. which is interesting, but it just was like picture perfect at that point. Uh, we didn't have much wind and they were, uh, all three bedded facing directly away from us. Yeah. <laughs> so we had time, you know, we, we didn't even have to like hunker down that much you know we had time to kind of pick positions and talk about how we were going to do it and it's kind of like are we going to do the one two three and i said no let's because then invariably somebody shoots and you're not quite ready you know and i said no let's you know when we shoot these things are going to stand up so i said let's hopefully drop one with the first shot and then, yeah and then plug the other one when he stands and uh so that's that's what we did and i also <laughs> i didn't argue with him much but i said tell me which one you want, you know? And, and he's like, eh, he's kind of humming around. I said, just, you know, you shoot whichever one you want. And he's like, well, you've, you've been up here. You've been working on this a long time. And I said, all right, well then I'm shooting <laughs> yeah, out. You're you giving know? me the choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, all right. So, so I said, well, we're, I'm going to shoot that one first. Then uh, I, I could see all of its body. His was a little bit kind of over this, over this, you know, kind of behind this rock and you can only see about half of his. And, uh, so, all right, I'm going to plug that one. And then when, when they stand, you know, see if you can hammer yours. So, uh, and that's what we did. I just, I had a nice kind of big flat piece of shale and I just threw that bipod on there, extended the downward leg. Just, yeah. oh, it just was awesome. I just leveled up and it was downhill. So I thought I'd, you know, I thought, eh, you know, how do I want it facing directly away? And it's like, eh, I'm going to aim for the base of the skull. Yeah. And that way, if it <laughs> drops, I'll hopefully still take him in the neck, you know, if it drops at all. And, uh. Uh, but I was zeroed at 200 yards. Yeah. That's kind of what I had zeroed at. And so, and they were at like 237, 235. Um, so bang. And his head just, he didn't even move. His head just dropped. Like he was in his bed. Time, just, yeah. boom, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, a minute later he kind of kicked and rolled down the hill, you know, another 20 feet or something, but initially just, you know, done. It was like, yes, you know? And, uh, yeah, the other two Rams stood up and they actually started kind of coming back toward us. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, I, he shot twice the first time we both thought he hit it, but then it was like, eh, you know, it didn't, I don't know. It kind of looked like he'd hit it, but mm-hmm. nothing was really happening. So second shot, he put it down and it was done. It was like, 
I guess we're Woo-hoo. done. What time was yeah. that? Uh, hmm, you know, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. We shot ours about six. Ours got up yeah. at about five thirty, five forty-five or so, yeah. and then we ended up shooting them about six. Nice. I on was, that same day. I was going to say, I think ours was six or seven. I know we noted the time when we started working on them, but we got back to camp at uh, at midnight. Yeah. So it was pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys sound like you guys, you guys probably had a little bit farther back to your camp than we had ours. Um, but yeah, that, uh, how big of a hold that put coming out of his. Yeah. Which my only word, you know, if like. And I've seen on the on the sheet page people giving you a hard time about that. A, it's like it's your it's your sheep, it's your cape. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it made no, my worry would be splitting the skull cap uh-huh. just from the pressure. You know, right. I've heard I've seen guys do that with moose shoot. You know, shoot them in the back of the head or something like that, get the right angle, and it yeah. just you know with a three thirty eight or something, and it just actually like splits the the antlers just go from. <laughs> <laughs> right on that joint, probably, huh? or that old uh, yeah, yeah. You know, seam there where the skull seams together. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's kind of funny. I've got a doctor friend of mine that that uh, got a sheep this year and didn't didn't bring the cape out. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm gonna, you know, drop the cape at his taxidermist, and he's. I think he's gonna buy it. So, but he's gonna have a little work, a little work, <laughs> a little to, work do. to do. <laughs> I think the nose actually it actually exited uh, through the soft part. Like you got oh, the yeah. bone here, yeah. and then it exited below that so oh, yeah so that's like none of this bone here is even damaged oh nice uh and it's a, so then it's a pretty clean exit hole like yeah i think you can sell and that there's a little okay. bit the the hair is not super super short it's kind of like a dense little bit longer hair on top of the yeah. nose there yeah which i found over the years you know dealing with you know doing a lot of fur skin and then taxidermy prep work and stuff like that you know a lot of stuff can be fixed if it's in the long hair but if it's in the short hair you're yeah. you're hosed yeah yeah so i don't know we'll see what the taxidermist says but uh the the behind the ear stuff it actually you know went in kind of behind the ear it did bust the lower part of his eye socket yeah uh and then you know exited out through the nose so that it didn't look like it popped his eyeballs out uh well i put one of them back in <laughs> It's like that's a that's a little too gruesome for pictures Zoom. right there. Uh but I mean yeah, he was dead instantly, which was awesome. But but yeah, that you know, that's gonna be kinda back, so that helps too. But he'll have a little more work there. It yeah. definitely kinda, you know, definitely. But still you know, they still got those. that kind of top knot back there that's pretty heavy yeah. duty for you know, or not not fur but hair. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I should you know, it's like oh, I'm gonna mount this thing and I probably, I think I'm going to European, European, uh, this one, well, but it's a, it's a impressive looking Ram. What did he tape? That was nice. he like 39, 38, between 38 and 39? Less than that. He actually was slightly under 38, which huh. yeah. Yeah. He's fairly, well, I he drops pretty good. He flares nice, but it's kind of a tight curl. Yeah. You know? Like we killed, well, I mean, it was, we were after that one when we first seen the one Frank killed in 2016 yeah but he's a very similar genetics his like up here you know kind of in his crown we're looking at the sheep on my wall his crown is rotated forward a little bit more you know so he's a little bit more dramatic but you know he's about that stature and like curl but i mean when we saw him it's like holy shit (laughs) you know and he ended up being like 37 yeah yeah it's it's interesting how they you know but 
I mean, numbers are numbers, but yeah. like just a, it's hard. You can't hardly like it's even like that toke sheep, you know, they're like, it was, I just couldn't, yeah. couldn't yeah. pass up, you know, maybe if I had had to look at him from a mile away in a rough spot and, and had other sheep to look at that were more impressive then maybe I'd have passed him. But, you know, when the opportunities there, it's, you know, I mean, you know, as well as I do, like sheep like that can be pretty few and far between sometimes. So sometimes you got to just take what, That's take right. what you're given. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. On those, it was just like, oh, this is just, this is just too cool. You know, it's opening day, two legal Rams. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're both running together. together. Well, I mean, and like I mentioned the, the band that ours were in, there was six Rams and four of them were legal. Huh. And I say, I say four of them were legal, you know, I pretty sure I, I talked about it. You know, it was mine, mine was seven and I'm sure the other, there two of the other ones were older, Yeah, but I never had a chance to really like hundred percent and sort out which one was which yeah. once the, once the gunpowder started burning. Ooh. So I just picked the one that I, and he was the next one that stepped up and I'm like, yep, he's legal. I guess he's toast. <laughs> That's pretty lucky too, that he was the next one that popped up. That's yeah, it awesome. was. I mean, even... And that's something that's going, once we realized they were walking directly to us, you know, I'm just like, well, we got to get one of them down and deal with it. And chances are, I probably would have gotten a shot yeah. at, at another one, even if he hadn't been right there. Um, but you got no, got no choice at that point. <laughs> right, so right. I guess if we don't get one of them, we're going to go find another one somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, so back to camp. Did you you said there was there a little bit more to the story with those two guys? Well, you... Yeah, so we go tramping. I mean, it was I don't know eleven, I think, when we went by their camp, and uh, you know Tony's like, I'm not getting on. They were camped basically right on the sheep trail, you know. Yeah. And he's like, I said, well, we probably should go around. And he's he's like, I'm not getting off the trail. <laughs> so we go crunching right by. He's literally almost stepping on their their ten, you know, and like yeah, crunch, crunch, crunch through the shale and. and uh, I'm like, Dad, did they even, do you think they heard us? He's like, I think I heard them say something in there, talking a it's little bit. It's always awkward, too, sometimes, like, <laughs> you're in awkward. your tent and someone comes walking by or you're walking by someone else's tent. <laughs> yeah, it was very awkward. Plus, they hadn't, uh, you know, I found out later, they hadn't heard a shooting. Like, I don't, you know, they, I don't huh. think they even knew where we were. They probably Interesting. were like, what the hell, just walked past our yeah. tent. You know? <laughs> but uh, the you next start morning. See, you start to see a muzzle dragging across the ring that was a little bit of my worry i was like eh, we'll see how this goes but uh but yeah the next morning we got up you know super early and uh we had we had dropped my sheep in the saddle in the saddle there because that was you know our outbound uh that was where we were headed out um so we dropped the sheep <laughs> i felt bad about that too it's like well here's some grizzly bait right down the <laughs> right road from your guys. camp <laughs> yeah so we had stashed it you know under a tree that night and covered it up and um the next morning we moved camp down to the pass too. And, and we're, we were tracking back past them to go get that second sheep. And they had, they woke up that time and popped their heads out and, uh, they were chatting with us a little bit. And finally one of them's like, have you guys seen any sheep? And we had already kind of mentioned it, but I don't think they had heard us. Yeah. You know, I heard my brothers and Tony, my brother's like, well, only the two we shot. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> like this. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry guys, but you know, we're, because the way we're headed, I'm, we're, we just moved our camp down here and the, the sheep's down there. And they're like, oh, do you mind if we go look at it? I said, yeah, feel free. So we trekked off after the other sheep. When we came back, they'd packed up and were When we gone. came back, the sheep was gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about that a little bit. I was like, yeah, you think the head will still be there yeah. when we come back? <laughs> but yeah, we saw their tracks headed out the next day. They'd 
packed up and boogied. I don't know if they just were discouraged or if it was a short trip anyway or what. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, <laughs> it was only the I 11th. Can under, so. Yeah, I can understand, but it's there's a lot of people show back up in town on like the 13th. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, some people don't have as much time, you know, like or do shorter hunts or whatever too. But I also do understand like how easy it is to get discouraged when something like that happens, but yeah, just hang sure. in there like. You, <laughs> You never know what's going to happen. I mean, even just in general, yeah. hunting like a little bit, like a week or two later in the season. Yeah. Typically, you're going to see less people. That's right. In general. The first crowds, yeah, out you know, and the second some, ones haven't showed up. Really. Yeah. I mean, areas that get hit pretty hard seems like stuff's disrupted, you know, and but you can yeah. still find sheep usually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we told them, I think they had seen them. They said, oh, I wonder if those are the ones we saw. I heard one of them kind of say, and, and uh we're like, well, there's, I mean, there's still another legal one hanging out over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the broom sheep's still over there if you want it. But no, they packed up and took off. But, but <laughs> <laughs> felt a little bit bad, but <laughs> I was like, well. You snooze, you lose, I guess, sometimes. It's not like you guys were doing shady stuff, too. <laughs> no, no. No, but. But, but yeah, it was, it was fun. We didn't, uh, you know, didn't end up seeing any bears. Like I said, it rained every day, but after that, you know how it is. It's just a grind after that. And it was like, well, let's just keep, keep grinding away till we get it out of here, you know? And, and, uh, yep. but. Oh yeah. The day after was the 11th, the day after we shot ours and we got them all back to camp that night, but, and which was, you know, a thing on those synthetics. And I think we talked about it on that when we're, when we told the story man i was just so glad to have synthetic sleeping bag and <laughs> synthetic clothes because i mean just wet as a dog you know uh, from just you know rain seepage on your collar and you're hiking you're sweaty and yeah you know stayed warm it wasn't very comfortable but you stay warm and eventually yeah. eventually that stuff will dry you out yeah 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 i mean the same just i don't know we just lived in our rain gear pretty yeah. much <laughs> And then, yeah, but it gets wet inside too, you know, from yeah. sweat and everything else. So every little sun patch, it's like we're taking it off and throwing it over bushes. And, yep. But, but. Uh, yeah, it was, I don't know, we got home and, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, about a week later, I was like, oh, I'm, how are you feeling? I'm back to running. And my brother's like, I still got raw spots on my feet. He's like, I'm still crippled. <laughs> I'm back to running. I never started. So. <laughs> but yeah, because I, I think I had texted him and said, oh, that was so short. I'm like kind of missing it already. I'm like ready to go back. And he's like, not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of another, like you're gr when you're just beating the heck out of your body, you're like, oh man, it'd be so nice to sleep in my own bed and all this. And then you get back in town and all these kooks driving around wearing their masks. And it's just like, oh, this is. I should have just stayed in the mountains. <laughs> it's definitely definitely an escape from all that stuff. Yeah, it you was know? nice. And I mean, make fun of masks a little bit. You're <laughs> you're a, nerd, a medical professional, so like my uh, wife. So it was. Uh, you know, I we had a little interesting part of that trip too. In that, my brother kind of thinks that he had COVID earlier yeah. this spring. Pretty sure my dad definitely did, and. uh I it, suspect I did, but I'm probably yeah. not going to go get my blood drawn to find out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they couldn't, they basically couldn't get tested. They're in toke, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, do you want to spend 800 bucks for a test? Yeah. Or, like, you're <laughs> or just sick, call it just good. ride yeah. it out. Like, yeah. But he thought, he, uh, uh, both he, my dad thinks he's caught it twice. There's a certain number of people that, that, uh, that catch it twice, yeah. actually, or that it never really clears it, up yeah, for a like while. Re, it re, kind of, yeah. kind of like chicken pox, or it kind of. Yeah. 
I guess not directly like that, but it can it's, reactivate or whatever. Yeah, maybe. still kind of percolating maybe, but uh but anyway, my brother felt like he took a long time to kind of recover and feel back mm. to semi normal. So even on this hike, he's like, you know, uh he and he did get in sheep shape a little bit a couple of days into it. He actually hiked pretty well, but at first he was He's like, ooh, he's like, oh, this that was is rough. Me. That was me, the <laughs> me and Frank, the first day. <laughs> Which fortunately we were equal in equally bad shapes. We were just like, well, we'll just take it easy, you know, like take our time and if we're stop when we're tired and yeah, take a lot of short breaks. <laughs> May not sit down all that often, but I'll you know, especially climb. Well, and where we where we went, it's just repeated kicks to the nuts like <laughs> over and over right off the bat <laughs> uh yeah we well where i go we start right off climbing too there's there's a kind of a pass you can get over into this creek and cut off a mm-hmm. lot of distance but it's a climb first yeah. you know so right as soon as you leave you leave your transportation you're climbing so <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was huffing and puffing he's like well i don't know if my lungs are recovered still but he did pretty well i was i was surprised yeah it's uh i mean like a sheep one sheep hunt's not enough time like really for to get in great cardiovascular shape but uh your legs adapt pretty quick you know if i don't know i find if i pace myself like after a couple days i'm feeling pretty good yeah and can hike for a long time yeah i agree and even with weight you know when you first throw those those packs on with sheep especially you're like Oh my gosh! Like this, like, yeah. this is horrible. Like, you this know? isn't like, happening. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, two days later, you're packing the same pack or more, and you and you, I don't know, it's still grind. Oh, yeah. but you kind of get used to that weight, and then you know, I don't know, something about your body just kind of starts starts, starts saying, it. "Holy shit, what are you doing to me? I better like, I better adapt, or I'm not going to make it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I had every intention because down the backside of the road here, we've got a pretty. Uh, the way that road winds down, it's a pretty freaking, pretty steep hill. It's not real yeah. long, but I mean, like maybe a mile, a little over a mile all the way down to the main road, but yeah, you know, back up, it's pretty steep it little steep. jaunt. And I had every intention of like doing that, you know, five time, <laughs> five days a week, but that didn't happen. So, <laughs> well, I could have done start more. For ne- we could start for next year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I had a, you know, I got these bags of gravel and sand that I throw in the back of my truck in the winter. So what are they, 50 pounds or something? Yeah, 50 or 60, I think, depending on who's doing the weigh-in, maybe. So I had one of those in an old thrash, like one of those big sea to summit or summit to sea or whatever those, one of those big, big, you know, you see people throwing salmon in them. Yeah, Yeah, just a giant one. So just so I didn't sand and gravel all over my pack, I was hiking up and down to Moose Mountain with one of those oh, too. Yeah. So trying to get a little, little, you know. A little adapted. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you, but it's, and, and the scale I'm sure is sliding. Like if you are in good shape, you can do more than obviously you're in my kind of shape initially right off the bat, but it still sucks. <laughs> it still hurts. It's like, you still like don't feel ready for it when you start hiking and then, you know, you kind of get used to it and. Yeah. Well, you'll, you, I mean, I'm a little older than you, so you'll probably notice as you age too, like it, you don't, uh, although I still feel like I adapt really quickly body-wise, you know, when you're in the mountains, you get, you get those sheep mountain legs, you know, going and stuff. But, uh, but last year when I hunted, I was like, man, I, I don't feel in great shape this year. And I didn't yeah. like it. Like my feet hurt more. And I just was like, man, I didn't feel as good this year as normal. So this year I was kind of getting in shape a little bit beforehand. Yeah, I need, I, I should, <laughs> as much as I make fun of it, I should. <laughs> You know, well, I'm you, going. You, yeah, you don't. You know, 
it's like I get too far on my own bandwagon. You don't you, you don't need to be like Cameron Haynes or anything no, to, right. to do this kind of stuff. But yeah, but uh, and it you know I uh, I'm plan so far you know we'll see. I mean I'm planning on on mule deer hunting and maybe elk oh, nice. too uh, in October, and that's going to be you know six to nine thousand plus feet. Some of that. Yeah, that's so where the el- like, the hills are. It's the elevation. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's more kind of why I've been running too. It's like, I need to have my, kind of get my lungs in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like once way long ago, <laughs> I used, believe it or not, I used to run a lot. Um, and I was running and like, and let's see, cause I was running basically, I was down in Oregon at the time, like going to school for a winter at basically at running at sea level. Like, you know, yeah. the, uh, the, the road that they fill the goonies where they're riding their bikes up and the kid like gets they drag him by the car and he yep. flies off the edge i like i run by that i run by that spot a hundred times <laughs> i would run that road and like hills and all that stuff and yeah. just all kinds of foolishness um and i was in great shape and then i went to went to colorado to visit my grandma and and I tried running. I ran like three or four miles, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like uh, you know, it's just just a thing. When you have oxygen, your t- your your leg. I was used to my legs getting tired before yeah. I would ever run out of air, and there it was just like the the air is not there <laughs> when the you're exerting yourself. So yeah, that's probably not a bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and and uh, like you said, I don't know how much difference it'll make because it's pretty. I mean, we're pretty low elevation here. So. Yeah, I mean, basically sea level. <laughs> right. I mean. You know, probably my house is probably double the elevation that, that actually, you know, down in Fairbanks I'm sure. is. I'm sure. You yeah. know, which, yeah, that's kind of, even like shooting, that's kind of the challenge I've got to account. When I get my dials made for my scopes, you know, for yeah. sheep, I usually tell them like, you know, like 4,500 or 5,000, like you know, 5,000 feet's a pretty good yeah. average for rams. Um so, you know, when you shoot, if you start, you're practicing and you start stretching it out to like 500 yards to see, you know, just see how close it's going to be, yeah. you get more, a more resist, more air resistance and huh. a, a faster drop at, at lower elevation just because the air is thicker. Right. Right. Huh. But, uh. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's true. And I was going to ask you that you said this was the first year you took that that particular bipod sheep hunting it was uh you know i've heard you talk about them i looked at them a little bit um uh and i've never hunted with a bipod you know i usually just yeah. throw it down on a rock or across well the i pack mean that's or, what sheep hunters do man yeah. it's like oh do i need a bike i got my backpack <laughs> it's like it's like this is my walking stick and my, yeah. Yeah, everything else <laughs> my but. walking stick slash tent pole slash <laughs> but um yeah and it was i mean I don't know. I saw some people kind of talking about bipods lately and nobody mentioned that one, which is, I don't know if they're still not, not well known or what, but it was like this, I just feel like it's a far superior. It's so quick. So yeah, easy. There's, there's like, still a pretty small, cause like I just got one of their, I finally got a hold of one of their tripods to use and yeah. I'll show you that. Like they're pretty fucking slight. Like they're, they're, they're the shit as far yeah. as tripods that I've, that, that in my limited experience I, that I've, <laughs> It's pretty cool. Did it? But, uh, what do you think about the height on that, though? I mean, on the bipod? Yeah. Uh, no, on the tripod. Is it too tall for? No, I don't think so. I mean, no? it, you know, we I I was going to take it sheep hunting, but I didn't get the spotting scope adapter in time to take it sheep hunting this year. So, gotcha. And do you use an angled or a straight eye? Uh, straight. Yeah. Straight. Yeah, yeah. I use a straight. I think it'll be just. I I can't. 
see too many circumstances that it would be too tall because I think it's about the same as the one I had been using. Well, this I, year, I wondered year, about it being too tall for shooting off of though. Because uh, um, my doctor friend, I think the same one I yeah. mentioned, I no, think got a, a tripod. I have shot too. off. Well, I have shot it? my I shot my caribou off it the other day, and I shot um, seated or prone. Seated, seated. Yeah, yeah. Prone. It's it's too tall to shoot prone. I mean, maybe in in certain circumstances that would work. Yeah. You know, I would still take the bipod. Yeah. But yeah. if you know you're going to have a tripod anyway. Yeah. And it's a it's a really slick deal. I mean, you can. The spotting scope adapter is super simple. I mean, it's not it doesn't it's not going to track like a super nice pan head will. Yeah. But it's just a ball socket head that you, I mean you just pop your spotting scope on there and your awesome. glass and lock it down. Um, you know, and then you don't with zero modification you just pop your rifle socket on there, and like you can that. take in all the uh, the legs you each leg you can un you can take off and they're it's intended to use them as trekking poles. Yeah. Because they're yeah. really high quality carbon, um, they're nicer than my trekking poles as far and tougher as far as really? carbon fiber goes. And uh, each leg has a magnetic fitting to pop in that socket as well. Huh. So you could use them as a monopod too if if you really wanted to. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and they're simple. Like it's just like a very. You look at it, it to me. It, it seems like a very well thought out. Yeah. Like I mean, they are expensive, but. You know, like outdoorsman's is, is super expensive too. They are, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, good, like good tripods just don't come cheap. You know, <laughs> well, but, the bipods aren't cheap either. No, but, they uh, aren't. But uh, I was—that's part of what I like about them. Yeah, they're yeah. just. Su- I mean, it's short. The one I got is short enough. I can ha- literally have it in my pants pocket. Yeah, and, me too. And I did when on that final stock, and then I just pulled it out of the pants and clipped it in. You know, it's yep. like it's great. Yeah, I mean, for a year, like even if you have to carry a steel bipod, man, I'm like always been well since i started doing it like a big fan of just carrying it in the backpack and popping it on for your final stock just because of the added the added stability and confidence in your shot that you can get you know i mean was it yeah i shot that ram you know i i I never would have shot him shot him at 465 i never would have shot him off a backpack like it just when you can you can really load like get a good level rest with your bipod and load your weight into it yeah i mean it's just that much more stable uh, and there's just i mean it's why you felt comfortable shooting him in the back of the head because i you felt knew, super comfortable you know, yeah. it's like no he's toast i'm not gonna miss yeah yeah i didn't even i mean i kind of surprised myself i didn't even hold on him that long it just like yeah, was, like, was like as soon as i leveled up it was just rock solid and just yep. like okay here we go you know bang yep <laughs> no for doing this kind of stuff and there and i carried a steel bipod for a long time but these are like and I just I got this year I got the the javelin light which is even light, you know thinner yeah. thinner legs it doesn't it doesn't you can't adjust for length really right but you can you know you can still it pivots so you can still level it it may not be as rock solid as being able to lengthen one leg um but it's even lighter and I mean just yeah, the regular by javelin bipods like less than half the weight of a hairs <laughs> yeah and just a lot less junk on them you yep. know there's like no yep. springs nothing it's just yeah. i mean mine every time i'd get back or every time i'm going out like literally have to hose the thing down with wd-40 <laughs> just to you know keep it from yeah. keep it from rusting away but yeah yeah i know i was stoked with it but it was, it was good <laughs> yep just yeah. here spreading the good word about <laughs> yeah, this no stuff <laughs> i mean they're yeah it's there's not a ton of equipment that I feel like I get giddy about, but like that, 
that's a pretty a pretty valuable yeah. piece of equipment. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked with it. I like I like that front. Uh, you know, the I guess you'd call it the receiver too. Kind of, you know, it's low yeah. profile, doesn't get in the way. You can still have your you know your shoulder strap clips into that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. and you, you still use a sling on I, your rifle. I typically. do usually pack. One. Yeah, I've usually got one on it. Yep. yep. Yeah, I tend to do a, a lot of times when I'm when I'm. Uh, you know, shooting, I'll get my elbow into that and make like a three point. Yeah. You know, kind of, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, yeah. Like, especially like, oh, I don't know if I have that sling. It's too heavy. My old service rifle sling. I've been having it on different rifles cause I don't shoot service rifle anymore. But, uh, and I actually did that with a rifle the other day. I was out shooting some steel uh, a couple hundred yards, just seated. Yeah. I mean, like, you know how to use a sling. It makes for a very stable shot. And that's it kind helps. of, that's kind of a skill that's been, you know, maybe it's outdated, but it's a skill that's been kind of lost. Yeah, it. Yeah, and I you haven't can seen. Clamp it. your rifle in a tripod and yeah, <laughs> and waylay stuff. You know. Yeah, for sure. That was kind yeah. of you. I mean, you, as far as I know, you that used to be like your basic like shooting skills using using a sling like that. Exactly. I mean, that's how the military taught, and I don't even know if the military teaches how you know like I shooting wonder. with a sling anymore. I wonder. Yeah, it gets you that third point of kind of gets yeah. you some lateral stability there. And, and, and those old style, like web style, um, like M1 Grand, M14, and I mean, service rifle slings, yeah. they have, they're made so they have a loop in them that you like give it a half twist, stick your arm through, crank it down. Yeah. And then you wrap your arm and prone, it's when they, when it's adjusted properly, prone, it's as steady as on sandbags or more steady. Nice. Yeah. Or as steady as a bipod. Huh. Yeah, I do that sometimes too. You get that wrap yep. around your wrist up in the front there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're using the wrong hand. I forget you're left-handed, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of cockamimi stuff are you doing? Uh, I never thought I'm actually, of trying it like that. I'm actually uh, completely right-handed, but I shoot left-handed. Yeah, left eye dominant or <laughs> no? I had a, I had a when I was I don't know, seventeen, eighteen. I had a cornea that went wonky on me. Oh, yeah. So I got like this funky misshapen cornea. Interesting. Uh, which I can see pretty good if I wear a contact, but it's like a glass contact. I hate wearing it. I'm oh. not taking it to the mountains. So uh, <laughs> I, I never wear it except for my <laughs> driving test. Well, one wouldn't be able to know just looking at you, you know, like <laughs> of the, funk, the wonky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had to, had to, it took a little time get, kind of getting used to that. And none of my, let's see, is my current rifle a left-hand model? I don't think it is. I usually, I mean, I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah. It's just second nature, but I shoot right-handed rifles left-handed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, theoretically I'm supposed to be wearing it when I'm driving too, but the, I pretty much only wear it when I have breaking to renew the, my license. Breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> One of the la- I think my last renewal I was in there and, uh, you know, you have to stare into that little thing, you know, and read the letters. She's like, well, read row such and such. And I'm like, I, said, I told her, I said, there's nothing in there. Like there is no row. <laughs> And she's like, yes, there is. Read the round. <laughs> like, she's all hard. I'm, like, arguing with her because I, like, couldn't see. I'm like, there's not even anything down there. Oh, man. She's, like, looking at my list. She's like, are you supposed to be wearing a contact? <laughs> I, like, looking there with my other eye. It's like, oh, there is a row there. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go home and get the contact. I forgot about it and come back. <laughs> uh, doing the walk of shame. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't know. It's twenty two hundred. It's ter- I have terrible vision in that eye. So yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> yeah, anything's 
practice because it feels yeah. and it's not a bad skill to have learning how to shoot opposite learning how to shoot wrong-handed from yeah you know how you're naturally oriented there's not i mean not a ton of situations where it where it comes in real handy but i guess it's one of those like boy scout <laughs> things where you know maybe, maybe someday down the road you're like i can save us i can shoot left-handed get a get a rock in the eye or something yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't feel like I'm any slower anymore, like cycling rounds. If I, or, I mean, I don't know. I just don't even notice it. It's, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so back out. You guys got back out and uh, what the heck. Um, yeah. yeah, back out pretty early. I mean, it took us it took us about three days, three or four days to get out because we had one day where we couldn't. It took us about three days of walking to, to yeah. get out. Yeah. Which was plenty for me. I was tired by the end of that, but yeah, um, yeah. I felt kind of nice, like back in town with a little bit of time to catch up on some work and some some projects. And I'm really looking forward to get getting out moose hunting. I know, I know, we're almost there. We were kind of the same. It was like, eh, it was sad to be done that fast, but by the same token, we were kind of like, well, this is cool. You know, we got it got it done with quick. You know, and yeah. same thing. We both had projects kind of hanging over our heads and. uh we spent the first day, you know, cutting it all up, getting it in the freezer, and uh, when we got home, and it turned out really good. Like, nice. cook, cook some up right away. Of course, when we got home, cooked some in the hills too. There, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, we didn't end up. We well, by the time we got down to where there was anything to burn, you know, it's like our, we're over it. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's keep get going, out get out of here. But no, like, mm-hmm. I definitely, I usually do the tenderloins the next morning after I get home for breakfast and Oof. good stuff and. uh ground a bunch i had actually had to just like cut all my steaks and roasts and then like chunk the rest and freeze it because my my brother-in-law brought over a caribou that day too because we were gonna have the grinder dirty and yeah broke all four blade tips off on the grinder oh, i had no. no idea what do you think it hit chunk of i have no clue my uh. wife was running it at the time so huh not saying you did it honey <laughs> she doesn't listen anyway but that's right <laughs> but uh no so we snapped all four of them and I instantly, I was just gr- tired and sore and grumpy. Like instantly, well, I get to town, you know, and like nowhere in town. I think that restaurant supply place was the first place I figured might have one. And I, yeah. I couldn't find one in town, so I ordered ordered three of them, and they ended up being the right ones. Oh, good. But, <laughs> yeah, kind of dead in the water with that. Kind of yeah. dead in the water with that. It, it didn't end up hurt anything though. It actually, the stuff grinds nicer once it's if it's like frozen or like bit partially frozen yeah seems like it grinds really nice but do you guys ever bring out the i actually didn't try it but i had a friend somebody that i know before i took off was like oh she part is so good and uh so i didn't i brought it home i'm like yeah. waiting to run into her i'm gonna give it to her but <laughs> <laughs> i'm nope. tempted to just break it open and try it myself oh but. we did me and frank did last year yeah we shot our sheet like we i mean same thing sacked our sheep out of the same group and somehow neither neither one of us hit the heart yeah and uh we're like well we're not as far back out of the you know back from transportation as we normally are so yeah let's bring them and we did and tasted like heart yeah you know, it wasn't i'm it's not definitely different i'll yeah. eat pumps usually not i'm not a filter guy but <laughs> i'm not a liver guy my eh, buddy steve he'll eat sheep liver till his like he'll be cooking it out there stinking up his whole tent <laughs> frying sheep liver and onions <laughs> which i saw a pretty funny meme float the other day it was something or a, a 
I guess it wasn't a meme. It was more it was just a cartoon, like a far side cartoon or something. It was like, it was like if 2020s was a food truck and it's like a liver and onions truck <laughs> and kids are barf. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, shoot. No, ravens need to eat too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, we had, it was pretty cool when we, uh, I don't know if it's the last day or we had a golden eagle like honing in on oh, our that's kills. Cool. Yeah, which was pretty cool. You can see him like definitely like. It's cool. It sucks because half of you wants to shoot them because they kill a lot of sheep, but yeah. we cannot do that. So <laughs> right. we, do not, we do not do that. It <laughs> just. No, no, nope. <laughs> we're overcome with their beauty, so that quit thought quickly fades. <laughs> uh, but no, that that's pretty cool. They're they, pretty impressive birds. Oh, they must just have amazing noses too. You know, you could definitely yeah. tell that he was like honing in on well, it. On ravens cool. too. It's I mean, you could be up there like not see a raven for a week. You kill yeah. something within two hours, they're starting to fly around. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, but uh, you know, I was interested too on your on your ram the dark hairs. So mine. Uh, you know, it's a Dal. Yeah. But, well, you'll have to weigh in on this too. So I've read some stuff. It's like, you know, washing capes off in Creek, you know. Yeah. So mine went face down, you know, and then he, he did finally roll, you know, a yeah. minute or two later, he rolled a little bit and got, you know, got pretty bloody. <laughs> and it was like. Yeah, eh. I saw some comments on that. <laughs> yeah. Which, kiss, like, you know, which like, kiss my ass. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm up there and I have like three liters of water to last me the next day, you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's pouring rain it's like yeah. i'm not gonna take time to clean this up like but um uh later on uh we got back down you know further out of that drainage and we're spending a night camping along the creek i threw it in the creek yeah and i thought about it, i'm like eh, i don't know and i said but i think you know we're gonna be out of here tomorrow so i threw it in the creek for like eight hours weighed it down with rocks yep. and uh got all that washed off and i had noticed it a little bit before but when i got that washed off a lot of black black hair yeah on the chest nice. chest and armpits uh some uh not enough that i think you know when i think they you know if my doctor friend does a shoulder mount i don't think he's gonna see much there'll yeah. be a few scattered black hairs but had a lot kind of back in here. yeah that's cool you that know well cool. the first one i killed was that one and i don't think i can find i was able to find any in the mount and i'd shot him you know and did the spot and the spot I killed him was like not anywhere you would ever expect yeah. to see that. Anyway, I shot, you know, when I was started caping him, I'm like, oh, he's got a black tail. That's pretty cool. And then, you know, um, what the heck? Caped him, you know, handled him, got home and I'm washing out the cape. I'm like, these are black hairs all over his back. Yeah. I'm like, I got myself a stone sheep. No. <laughs> but, uh, which some people get a little sensitive about that too. I'm like, well, <laughs> depends on what. I'm like, I'm not making the rules, and I, I, I I'm never going to kill buck sheep anyway. So it's, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like it's a relevant thing to me. But um, I know, I, I know, like Grand Slam Club. If the, if if a guy's into that, like GSCO, if they have any black hair other than their tail, yeah, it's it counts. It counts. Interesting. You can count it as a doll or a fanon. Yeah. 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 That's you interesting. Know, and they're not like they're not cross even even the right. ones like maybe in the zone where both sheep overlap. I don't know enough yeah. about it. Maybe some places there are crosses between dones and stalls. They're pretty dones and stalls. <laughs> I'm retarded. <laughs> you knew what you meant. Um Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Dones and stalls. <laughs> um Yeah, crosses, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh you know, like 
none of these ones I've ever killed like have any stone sheep blood in them. They're pretty much the same sheep anyway. Yeah. Just yeah. slightly different genetic variations from what I understand. They and really are. That dark hair is like, I want to say they say it's a dominant trait, but it's like, you know, and it, it's starting to pop up more and more in places. But how long were people like back in the 60s? Did people even give a rip like or look, you know? Right. I bet it's been around I wonder, in some of these I wonder. some of these spots. Yeah, but, and that dominant piece is kind of intriguing to me. Like, why, you know? And if that's the case, if it is spreading, because I had, you know, you had some on yours. You know, my sheep had a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, mine like Frank's too. Like both of ours gray. were were pretty significant. Not not enough to where you would spot them, and like you you'd be able to see if they had a black tail. But yeah. Um, once you get him down and like mine up his legs, had oh, a bunch, yeah. had a bunch of hair, black hairs in his legs and then his, in his back too. That's cool. And even in, there's still some in the cape, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm already sold that cape. So it's yeah. just in my freezer, but, um, huh. Well, and I had a friend that, uh, I don't know. I looked at his pictures and it's like, eh, those just dirty and wet sheep, but he's got pictures of a couple of ewes, uh, this year he was in Eastern Wrangles. And uh, one of them definitely looks very fan, and I don't think yeah. it's just dirty. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Well, and you kind of get used to seeing, like, the patterns where they get dirty at when they're laying, like, in black shale and stuff yeah. like that. Or, I mean, there's been times, like, up in the brooks, I've seen a group of rams that all of them were clean, and one of them looked like a stone sheep. Huh. You know, which yeah. odds are it was dirty, but uh, yeah. it's intriguing. Never you never know. I've seen, like... I've seen video, I've seen like pictures and videos of sheep that are like saddlebat full on, like someone took a can of black spray paint to them. Yeah. Not in spots where they should be. Right. No, those so are. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool. And that's the way this one you was. I mean, very distinct. Yeah. You know, they kind of, it seems like they tend to kind of that middle body section is the part that yeah. gets dark from like the shoulders back yep. to the, back to the haunches there, you know? And uh, that, she definitely had that look, so I was like, oh, "That's that's interesting." So nice, yeah. But he, they didn't get any rams. He said they saw saw a ton of sheep, but horrible weather down there, especially snow and, <laughs> and especially in country like that. I mean, rough country weather. Oh. Yeah, weather anywhere plays a huge factor in what you're going to see and what you're not going to see. It sure does. Yeah, yeah. He sent me some pictures that just looked like a <laughs> looked like a moonscape. It's got a picture of him walking back to his his tent and it's just snow and fog and it's like oof <laughs> been there man it's it's a re- it's a reality check when you when you leave your house and it's 80 degrees and you you know you don't oh, go man. really all that far you know a couple 300 miles at the most and then <laughs> yeah. you're like geez it's winter already <laughs> uh, and even where we were you know once you finally drop that couple thousand feet come back down into the low country just pouring sweat everywhere <laughs> i know it's junk. bugs and humid <laughs> yeah uh but. well we had you know we were talking a little bit when we started this about the winter the winter kill too and it was uh you were talking about seeing snow in places and where i went up this year there was uh and it's been a long time since this happened obviously because um, just because of the size of the trees it was breaking off but there was uh the snow that was left up there, for the most part, there was a few spots where it was just dark yeah. holes, you know, but where it, where it didn't get enough sun to melt out. But there was a, quite a bit of patches of, of big snow up there that actually was uh, 
huge snow slides. Like huh. I don't know if they had some sort of warming event there, and it was deep Weird. snow, uh, or why why it slid this year. But yeah, three or four spots, and a couple of them we had slid so much, like they'd blown, they'd come down kind of these narrow canyons, mm-hmm. and it must have been like the whole chute, you know, on these Jeez. mountainsides had cleaned off, and it had come down so hard that it like blown up the other side of the mountain and like snap trees off for like 200 feet 300 feet up the sides of the opposite side of where it slid from and we're talking like 12 you know 12 inch spruce trees just snapped off i mean it looked like a tornado had gone through jeez but the snow was still there it like uh in a couple of spots it had come down filled that creek and packed so hard you know and and then there was so much brush and stuff on top of it that kind of protected from melting too and we were walking right on top of the creek wow over the snow and ice you know and it was like geez it must have been a rough sheep got it rough man oh man <laughs> like there's just it's like most of the time the winners are poor treat them poorly yeah yeah they are just you got to respect them you know they're just some tough animals but i kind of wondered if we'd run across you know, i'm like you know i wonder yeah, if any a pile of, of winter kills yeah. or something like that yeah i didn't end up seeing any i but... didn't we didn't end up seeing a single Huh. Winter kill sheep either, you know, obviously those will turn sometimes turn up in weird places, yeah. you know, and a lot of times they get clipped off because they end up getting pushed to a place where they shouldn't be, Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Up in the brooks, we'd always find deadheads like in, kind of in those like ancient, you know, like rock fans at the bottom of chutes and stuff like that. Huh. Yeah. You know, like an avalanche ripped them down there or... They were, you know, just kind of out there on, got pushed out there on a point or something, you know, yeah. whatever got them. Huh. Interesting. But. Well, I've, I mean, I heard some, some tales scattered around of, of hunters in the Alaska range finding uh, winter yeah. kill this year, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't run. I mean, and that's not to say it's an odd thing to find winter kill rams. Yeah. You know, maybe where, like, where I've been hunting the past few years, you don't really, I've never really found some, but up in the brooks, we'd find them all the time. Huh. Yeah, just rougher country, you know, longer winters. And of course there was a lot more sheep there too. Yeah, true. Than, than where I've been hunting. It was kinda kinda got spoiled there for a few years before they got <laughs> clipped off. Yeah. But which I was still impressed like, man, I kinda miss kinda want to go do that again if I could afford a ride up there. It uh that just like walking and you know, like big valleys and it's different, isn't glass. it? And I mean that country it's like you know, you tell people and it's good advice anyway, but my uncle told me, so don't climb if you don't have to. <laughs> and so, you know, places I've been going lately, you got to climb a lot. But, uh, but uh, you know, those big, some of those big valleys up in the brooks are like, you can huge. cover, you can cover a lot of, when you walk by sheep too, yeah. doing that, but you can cover so much country and look up so many drainages and it's just like easier traveling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's definitely unique. A little different country up there than where I'm at too. It's yeah. like. Some of the stuff I'm in is so, like, broken that it's mm-hmm. like you can't really, I mean, you can't really string the ridges together real well, you yeah. know, and, and just trek and see a lot of stuff every day. So, I, I don't know. I tend to kind of get where I know the sheep are and then just stay put. And, and, no, uh, that's, yeah, it's kind of, but yeah, I know, I mean, I know I, I hunt some similar spots like that. And that's, yeah, you get where you know the sheep like to hang yeah. out and that's the best way to do it because a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sheep country that's really hard to hunt. Yeah. And you can just spend a lot of time and energy walking and walking and walking and either walk by stuff or just not, not see anything, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And this is, I mean, some of this is broken enough. It's like, you know, 
kind of dropping a little bit of elevation before you hit, you know, and down into a saddle before you hit another mountainside or something's one thing, but it's like, you know, if I, if I want to go over that ridge, I'm going to have to drop down, like cross the muskeg, like yeah. <laughs> battle my way through a bunch of spruce forest. You know, it's like, eh. yeah, <laughs> better be stay. a big ramble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> just scope it that. out. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, do you still, I was telling, well, Frank and I were having this talk and we were walking in to, um, I find myself, it takes me, well, it seems like it takes me longer to get excited than, you know, I mean, I used to be chomping at the bit and I still do. I mean, if, if I didn't get excited, I wouldn't do it anymore, but it's like, it's like, oh, I want to start seeing Rams, but I don't know if it's just like the grind of it. I'm just like, man, what am I, I mean, I totally get this and it's just something you want to do that kind of stuff you got to put it out of your mind <laughs> you start yeah. thinking about man it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of work <laughs> yeah and it's you know i don't think there's any shame in that you've you've done it enough times and i have too similar uh especially because i hate packing like i hate yeah. getting ready for a trip it's like ah oh, just getting it all together and and uh you kind of talked about it a little bit with not taking your bow this year but um I'd gotten the last few years, I was definitely that way a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, I really love the mountains, like, but I'm just not enjoying this as much. But, uh, you know, that was also part of the reason I, I really kind of worked on my brother this year because it was like, I need to, I need to start going with somebody again. And yeah. Let's change it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You've been going by yourself for a long time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the last sheep hunt I did, well, yeah, I think the, I mean, 11 years ago with him. Yeah. So I've been solo for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long time but yeah so so that was that was good but yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's your your mind tries to talk you out of doing hard difficult things <laughs> for sure but yeah. no it's it's so worth it in the end you know once yeah. you finally get up there for me it's when you start seeing sheep and yeah or or get in country where it's like all right now we can start really looking and and it's not just like dropping your head and it's easier on the way out, even though it sucks because you're like, all right, got a sheep, you know, yeah, you, satisfying. Can kinda, you can kind of replay that in your mind and, and <laughs> very satisfying. But on the way in, you're like, oh, I know there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of suffering. ahead, <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of, I mean, it's like, if you get too wrapped up in it, it it's very stressful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Me, you know, me and my buddy, Steve would always like, it's the mind, the mind game. Like it just, just, yeah. you know, you're constantly glass. You're like, you know, if you're sitting in your tent eating dinner, you're like, am I missing something <laughs> that I should be glassing right now? And, uh-huh. all this. and then, yeah. And then once you get your sheep to work, it's just work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, depending on where you go, like, I feel like there's, uh, where I've been going some years, there's like, there's like so many things that can go wrong before I even Oh, get and, to where I started hiking, you know? And that's exactly, like, yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's one, you know, was a big thing with where, with where we went this year is like, like, I know if I get to a certain spot, like I'm going to get a sheep, like there's going to be sheep there, but man, you, he's like, you know, what, you know, my truck could break down my, like a million, like sketchy things I've got to do with this four wheeler <laughs> to yeah. like. Yeah. You know, you got to just, and it's like some pretty intimidating stuff and you break, you end up breaking stuff. Frank broke an axle. Oh yeah. This Oof. year. So we had to do a little bit of three wheel, you know, he had three wheel drive. Uh-huh. Um, but well, yeah, just, last, last year I got to where I was getting ready to launch, you know, and it was like, uh, I, the truck just like 
I don't know, I lost like reverse. Like, oh. I'm practically on this boat ramp, you know, with this thing. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm like, what in the heck? You know, and I'm six. I mean, I'm, I'm like major expensive toe. I'm way yeah. out of, you know, any kind of city. And it's like, uh, so I, yeah, I farted. I mean, I bailed on the trip that last yeah. year. I think I went back later for a few days, but I was like, I got to try to get this thing home before it totally, you know, and I was adding, you know, transfer case fluid and farting around trying to figure out what was going on. And I finally, I could drive it in four wheel drive. Yeah. So I put it in four wheel drive yeah. and just drove <laughs> home, you know, it was like, so Limping yeah, around, yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. when stuff goes wrong like that, you have to make that decision, you know, with, you know, like the axle when you're just like, well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You know? <laughs> like, for sure. When you gotta, you gotta call it, man. That's that for me, and it, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you said that because that for me, like that is very stressful. Yeah. Like just thinking of all the the little hurdles and things that can go wrong yeah, yeah. is stressful. And then once you're like up there and sheep hunting, man, it's it's a lot of fun. Then <laughs> good to go. You know, then you might as well not worry about if the creeks are going to be too high for you to get across on the way back because you're up there, so you might as well do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're kind of committed at that point. Take it as it comes, uh, but, you know, whether it's sheep hunting or not to get too like Dr. Phil, but, <laughs> I mean, whether it's sheep hunting or something like that, man, I mean, just got to take it one obstacle at a time and yeah. eventually you get there. <laughs> well, have you guys ever... uh you know, thinking about Frank, you're talking about the four wheelers there, but, uh, have you ever been, ever sustained a four wheeler injury? Get, Cause yeah, some, we do some gnarly stuff sometimes with our machines. I, up here. Nothing serious. Yeah. You know, I've like, and I'm a little on the cautious side. Like we talked on the last one, Frank will blaze up some stuff and I like caribou and I about, I, you know, like there's a couple times my wheels start coming off the ground and then you jump off and slam it down and you do not ge- goose it. <laughs> no, that's and, bad. <laughs> and I, you know, uh, but no, like, and I am very, very careful, especially super yeah. sketchy stuff. It's like, you got to be methodical and remember like, Hey, oh man, you know, and if, you know, if you got to bail off your four wheeler so it doesn't crush you, you know, like yeah. I've been crushed before oh, kind of in man. that. Well, I've I've had a couple of four wheeler things. One was a six wheeler actually back in the when oh. they first came out of Polaris. Oh man! And uh, I was uh, hunting with a magistrate magistrate a friend of mine, and he had a Delta tag. Yeah. And uh, I don't think either one of us had been up there yet, so we we're you know, and we didn't we hadn't totally scoped out the trails and stuff, so we were trying to get up get up into the mountains a certain way off of the Gerstle actually, mm-hmm. but we weren't on that. There's a pretty decent trail a long ways up the Gerstle, you know, but we had missed part of that and we're off, off base there. So we're going through this spongy stuff, trying to climb elevation. And, uh, he had a, he had a roll bar welded on that thing, mm-hmm. uh, which ended up being <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. We literally like flipped that thing over backwards. Jeez. Uh, there was two of us on it and, uh, and he almost flipped. I got off then, you know, and we and that's like, we the, like the the ATV six but six wheeler. Yep, right? yeah, exactly. Not the, not a side by side. No, okay. yeah, just a six wheeler, and uh, kind of got saved by that. And then he flipping I, one of those. Jeez, that's oh, some steep stuff. It, it was bad. Yeah, and he, I was like, eh, this is not. And he kind of kept on for a ways, and he almost flipped it again. And then we were like, no, this is just retarded, you know. But um, but moose hunting, I flipped one. Uh, it's been quite a while ago now, but loaded. So, you know, yeah. you got a 600 pound machine or whatever it is. It was a 500, um, full racks of moose on there yeah. and a couple of quarters probably on each rack. And just, 
I don't know if I goosed it a little bit too, but I was coming up over this little hump and I had one tire that was a little bit low too, that yeah. kind of factored into it, but kind of a spongy spot and just a little, just a little rise that I had to get over. Not much, you know, not much more of a rise than the length yeah. of the four wheeler actually, but I probably gave it a little gas right there at, at the lip of that. And, uh, yeah, just came over. I mean, just in an instant, you know, oh, they man. come over backwards and, um, I bailed off. Uh, but it still got me like the front, cool. I don't know if the front rack, back rack, I managed to get partway off and it landed right in my back, like oh. just crushed, like on my side, like, oh. and, uh, but mossy ground, which is probably what saved me. But, um, I mean, it, it hurt bad. Did not feel good. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually lay, I actually just laid there real still for a little bit. Cause I'm like, okay, this is now I'm going to start like, coughing up blood. Can I blood. feel like, my toes? Is Yeah. Yeah. I figured for sure it had crushed my ribs, you know, and, uh. And my dad, it was weird. It was like he had, he was kind of right behind me and he'd managed to kind of hop off and was trying to, he actually got his leg partly stuck under it too somehow. And so he's trying to kind of get this thing off of me. And, uh, I had just, I mean, my whole back was just like black and blue, you know, I just had massive bruising, but I don't think I broke anything. I managed to stick it out for the rest of the moose season, but it was like, they can flip so fast. Yeah. And sometimes that like real tussocky, like up in those like, in those higher valleys, kind of like where I killed my caribou, you know, you get real like bumpy, humpy stuff that's soft and, yeah. you know, you hit the right little bump and it's soft on the bottom and you're, you know, <laughs> I mean, I did actually, I did tip that, put that thing on its side almost over. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily a tree like stopped my, stopped the rotation of the machine, <laughs> but um, on the way out from sheep hunting, and it's like, there's just a whole, you know, whole like, that I couldn't see yeah. that my right right rear tire went in. And, you know, I mean, of course, as soon as it's, I'm pretty chicken. As soon as this starts going, I'm abandoning ship pretty quick, you know, as, as quick as I can. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely something to all, you know, always be thinking about. Like I, I try to be very careful when I'm especially loaded yeah. on those things or like oh, you're man. riding a trail that's kind of on a side hill that is a little, yeah. can be a little sketchy. You can get, you know, something on your uphill front tire can bump you over pretty easily. Sure can. Yeah. yeah. But no, I've been pretty, pretty fortunate. I usually good. try, I try not to push my luck. I mean, I could do even more with them than, <laughs> you know, I'm not one of these guys that like gets a, gets a 800 E-Tech Summit and like goes in high marks and stuff. Right. Foolishness <laughs> like that. I mean, hats off to you for like having balls bigger than mine but <laughs> uh the creek that you went up uh for uh your tma ram i think i took a picture of that actually i've got a picture somewhere of my four of one of my four wheelers like flipped up on its face in that creek like, oh man i went off a bank and <laughs> yeah. it ended up being a i don't know part of it caved off and it ended up being steeper than i thought and it's literally oh, just standing straight up and down on its nose in the creek yeah that was <laughs> yeah there's some of those like steep banks in in that creek and i don't know i've like i I went about as far up as I thought I could could get without destroying my machine. It's a big, big boulder. The rocks, stuff. the rocks yeah. start getting a lot bigger, and then, yeah, and coming out, my stupid speedometer got is what it ended up being was my speedometer cluster. Yeah, got moisture in it, and you know, I I got back at like eleven o'clock, and I'm like, up, oh, yeah, lunch and toke, and <laughs> things started just haywire, and I didn't get huh. out till midnight. Uh. 
But yeah, I guess that, uh, that cluster on a Polaris controls everything. No kidding. And you know, I got moisture in there, and it was just doing weird stuff like four wheel drive wouldn't engage. Uh, that's and then, good. you know, which I didn't really need it. I wasn't doing anything crazy. Huh. Just kind of crisscrossing the creek and running down those. You know, it's just real rocky and and. uh then it would over it would give an overheat alarm, but I'm like, man, the thing is not that hot, you know, and my coolant's fine. Yeah, and it it was all just that computer module wow. giving whacked out signals. Ah, uh, sometimes that's yeah. My machine's old at this point, and it I'm, I crushed the console too when I yeah. when I rolled when I flipped it over backwards that one time, and I've never repaired it. But yeah, it has no chips or anything. No. Like it doesn't <laughs> nice. seem to affect anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the good old days, must be a Honda. <laughs> it's actually a Suzuki as well. Suzuki, yeah. I've been pretty impressed with that machine so far. Like it, good machines. It, you know, has it's not too crazy with features, but uh, yeah. I'd probably if I if I end up buying that thing, I'll probably put wheel spacers on it oh, just yeah. to widen out the stance a little bit and make it a little more stable. I did because it was like beat me up a little bit, huh. and I well, and I had on some of those trails and I, I had preloaded all my springs up pretty high and yeah. that's what it was. I mean, this is my ride. old, my old Polaris has pretty soft springs. So I have it like set to the max and, and it was, I softened it up and went and tooled around huh. up here on the dome the other day and it was fine. So nice. it definitely seemed to help. Well, I don't know how they are now, but, uh, the old King quads, I think mine was called a quad runner. Actually it was a 500, but the old King quads, mm-hmm. I think they used to be three hundreds. Yeah, they but, might have been. But they were, even as 300s, they were awesome little machines. Like, they had a, a wide range of gears, and you yeah. could just really creep along in them if you needed to. They were yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, the low gear, the neat thing I like in that one, the low gear, because um, I pretty much always run that Polaris in low gear, and it'll freaking go anywhere. The low gear is geared a little bit slower on that Suzuki, and it's it's still great for, like, slow, really rough riding. Um, yeah. But the has that, that engine braking in low gear, which the Polaris does too a little bit, but you got to keep it revved. Oh yeah. You got to keep, yeah. and it's like the, in the brakes, I probably could redo the brakes on that thing and <laughs> coming down, going downhill, coming yeah. down a couple steep hills. It gets a little scary and you, you know, start pushing the brakes a little harder and you start sliding. You got to, it's just like a controlled, <laughs> you know, try to control your careening down the hill and not, yeah. not flip it or run, you know, not catch a big rock with your rear tire and kick you off or something. But, um, no, this thing, man, you, like even pretty steep hills, it's just like, nice. you know, just kind of slowly creeps down. And I didn't have any issues with it. I was pretty nice. impressed. Nice. Yeah, mine is, uh, oh, it doesn't even have, what was it, a 2002, I think when I bought it. And it's like, I mean, I'd love to get rid of it in some ways and get, you know, and then you got power steering and some of these independent suspensions. The power steering didn't, I mean, the independent suspension is nice. That's nice. Yeah. But the power steering, it makes a difference. But I mean, if you're in really rough stuff, it's still a pain. Like is you it? still, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not like quite the power of power steering in a truck where you can <laughs> right. just, mm. <laughs> still got to work a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, mine is, mine is just, it's just been a beast. And it's like, well, I can't get rid of it. It's, it's running perfectly yeah. fine you know you know and you know, and you know that particular machine too yeah. you yeah. know it's like i i hate the racks on this polaris but like that little 400 man like i've done a lot of stuff with that thing <laughs> you know it's kind of right at the lower limit of of for you know hauling a lot of weight or yeah. doing like real tough stuff but it's it's light too and it does really well so 
Does your uh, I didn't notice. Does this uh, Suzuki have metal racks or is it, it does have metal it tubing does. racks? Good, and it's got the uh, they call it the rugged package. I don't know whatever. It's just brush bumpers on on the front and back. Yeah, and the brush bumper on the front actually like helps give you you have it effectively like makes your front rack a little bit bigger too. So. You know, there's nice. plenty of room. I mean, those tubing racks are the only way to go. I just hate oh, yeah. the plastic junk Polaris oh. racks. Well, and not just Polaris. I mean, uh, Bombardier has, you know, it's yeah, like that's you break true. them on your first trip half the time. Yeah. It's like, what is this? Garbage? Oh, there's all sort of pieces missing off the oh, Polaris yeah. one. And if you want accessories, you got to like buy proprietary, you know, the gun boot that plugs into the <laughs> right hole on, you know. <laughs> And, like, uh, some of the older Polaris ra- plastic racks had actually, like, metal tie-down huh. anchor spots, and this one just didn't pretty me. slim, you know, yeah. to make it work. You know, that's why part of the pieces are busted off from tying ratchet straps, like, <laughs> under the plastic onto the square tubing. And yeah. That just always blows my mind that they would even consider plastic racks in the first place. It's like, you know, the machines we have, those kind of machines, they're not play machines. It's no. like, these are for doing work you know rough stuff like Like, why is there plastic racks like yeah like me and frank (laughs) had this whole conversation of well and me and my editor's outdoor life like like what constitutes normal wear and tear (laughs) (laughs) if i have to send this thing back i'm like i probably probably better not tell them exactly what i've been doing this thing (laughs) it's like the first day it's gone you know and you like kind of get off the trail a little bit and it's like well they gave me a they gave me a brush bumper i'm gonna run over some trees with it (laughs) you know as long as you avoid the ones that are like pointed backwards like a spear you know then you're generally going to be okay but frank said he's a he said he was going to call it this he's like been following you and every time one of those trees or brush like comes flinging out like oh they hit that tubing it sounds like a samurai sword going shing (laughs) but no i mean i've Definitely. I mean, if, if I'm going to like test a four wheeler, I need to do four wheeler yeah, stuff right. with it. And, Absolutely. and I've been pretty impressed so far. Like having ever, there's pretty good protection. Like I haven't torn up any CV boots or, nice. um, put anything through the radiator or <laughs> which the radiator's <laughs> in a pretty good spot. It's in a better spot. It's pretty protected. Huh. Good. And, uh, yeah, I haven't broke anything. Uh, I haven't broke anything at all on it. The <laughs> only thing was like, cause it comes with a little, light bar on the front oh which is cool but i had to disconnect it because for some reason i don't know if the switch just magically went bad or something all of a sudden one day go out and the battery's dead oh yeah you know test it pull in the shop charge it and hook you know charge it and hook it back up and with the switch off the leds are still like barely on like it's bleeding power through there somewhere Uh, so i'm like oh i guess i don't need a light bar that bad so i just disconnected the battery But Uh, yeah, and all those, I mean, I'm not much of a like four wheel ride guy for fun guy, but they, when you need them, man, they're super handy tools. Oh, they sure are. Yeah. I mean, I can remember the years before I had, you know, never, you know, didn't have a four wheeler for a long time and just, it sure opens up a lot of country. Yeah, it does. And even, uh, yeah, which we kind of had this discussion too, talking about the forty mile hunt. How do you feel? How do you feel about side by sides? Uh, you know, have you messed around with them much at all? Or? I, I not up here. I have in ranch country down yeah. in Oregon. You know, you're running around the fields and stuff, which is kind of a different story. But I don't. The stuff you see in some of these places, you get a little bit of, of it off the tailor too. Mm-hmm. Some of that, some of that country, and it's like, I don't know. I just think some of. Uh, <laughs> 
don't know. Well, it's about been a few years since it's been a few years since the caribou been on that side. Yeah, real heavy. Yeah. They just kind of what we're allowed to do up here with machines and just out in the wilderness in the woods, yeah. the tundra. Just blow. You're not going to see that anywhere else. Like no. you'd be going to jail. Like yeah. it's unreal. Like yeah, like you said, it really. You get too much of that kind of traffic, and boy, the country just gets torn up. Yeah, gnarly. And I, yeah, I don't know. I go, I go back and forth because I'm sure part of my like bias against side by sides is just personal bias, <laughs> you know. And people like, to me, I'm like, I'm like, when I get going on a rant or something, I'm like, it's just the next <laughs> level of laziness, you know. <laughs> Which, to be fair, like whoever's like hiking and stuff can say the same thing about me with a four wheeler, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know they. I think they do, I mean, they're, you know, a twice as heavy a machine sure and are. I think they do do more damage. And I wouldn't even mind. It just seems like people just don't, fit, Paul, they don't follow the rules. Like yeah. in a lot of those spots, you're not allowed to drive them off of like cer- only certain established trails. Yeah. And it's marked, you know, but nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. No, I watched, I mean, it's been years ago now, but I watched it. it was, that was a fall 40-mile hunt, which I've done very few of those, but uh, just because, yeah. yeah, you know, it's usually a zoo. But um, I was up on a kind of a mountain. There's kind of some resident caribou there, too, and the 40-mile was kind of coming through. But um, I could you could just watch over the course of a couple of days, and there wasn't that many machines, but just enough. And it just, I mean, you know, went from kind of tundra that wasn't too marred up, and it just was huge, rutted up, just nasty and they were side by sides and it was but i'm kind of like you i've got a number of trails especially for moose hunting that yeah. that i've never widened for that very reason because yeah. i don't want people in there with side by sides we keep them narrow and just run with four wheelers so yeah no uh, and that's i don't know for me personally you know like i i just don't there's some ways that they could be super cool and handy with the family and all this stuff but yeah places i want to like most of the places i really want to get to like you're not going to be able to get them to anyway right just too big yeah um but it it is is crazy up here isn't it i mean i i mean i used to know a guy (laughs) he basically hunted moose off of his caterpillar like i mean i ran into him in the woods like you know he's going into like the the giant moose moose buggies like basically monster trucks you know (laughs) it's like uh, that's funny yeah so it's like (laughs) oh maybe those guys were like tearing stuff up and it's not as big a deal as I think it is. <laughs> right. You know, stuff heals. It just takes a long time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at a new moose. I should have done it this summer, but looking at kind of a new moose. I mean, our spot's still been great, but it's like, it's nice to try a new country, you know? So could have been looking at a new moose spot, but uh, some of, you know, glassing it. I've been up high glassing it a few times and there's old, old caterpillar, you know, yeah. prospectors yeah. and stuff, old caterpillar trails that are all grown up now. It's like, oh, it's, you can tell you, they definitely tore it up back in the day too. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> a little hard, different reasoning, but yeah. you know, and it's just interesting. Like look back, think back in time, like no, a lot of these Hills, there wasn't any trees left on them at all anywhere. Exactly. Cause yeah. they just, they used it all for fire and the mining operations and stuff like that. And, and the steamboats for wood for Fairbanks and steamboats and all that stuff. So it is amazing, like how you know some of the country does to you know, like it definitely has its scars, but the stuff does heal eventually in some ways. So I guess you got to just like balance like what's too much and what's not. Yep, yep. You know, but whatever. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I just <laughs> pretend to be one. I guess. Um, but yeah, moose hunt's going to be good. We're going to go a little later this season. I mean, does it open the first where you're going? Opens the first, first but yeah. 
it's open till the 25th. So, nice. I mean, might as well hunt the better, hopefully colder time of year, you know, Absolutely. later in the season when they're a little bit more, it's not a great spot for spotting moose or, you know, it's, there's no, like I was telling you, there's yeah. no good like glass and spots or anything like that. Like you're going to be like on the water or calling them. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that'll be fun. it'll be fun. It'll, and part of the fun's like the time it's going to take to figure out the best spot, the best way to hunt that. And maybe it won't be a good spot. I don't know, but we're going <laughs> to, we're going to try to find out. But, uh, do you have, and I was going to maybe, I can't remember if I asked you last, cause we talked about moose hunting before. Um, what do you, do you usually have a pretty good routine? Like you don't, you know, as far as calling, like, you know, just that earlier season to the 10th or so, just a little bit of rake in here and there and that, or, and then like start, start doing cow calls. What's your like yeah. secret? Yeah. So you, what's your secret? <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of subscribe to the, uh, uh, to the notion that I, I try to mimic what the moose are doing yeah. generally. Um, and I, I feel like. I, I, I don't know. I feel like you can be too aggressive in the early season. Um, it does work. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you'll usually suck in some small bulls a lot yeah. of times, um, which is fine. I mean, I mean, I've shot plenty of those too. Um, uh, but yeah, I generally, I kind of take it fairly easy in that early season. I'll do a little bit of grunting, a little, you know, but I don't get too wild with cow calls and stuff just because I can see a lot of times I can see moose that yeah. are, they're not saying anything. Like, yeah. They're, they're quiet. And, um, so I generally try to just kind of go along with whatever they're doing. So yeah, I don't, I've killed probably the vast majority of my bulls, like on the 11th. Uh, they're starting to get kind of talkative by then usually. Yeah. Um, so. and Cause it seems like much later than that. And it varies, I'm sure a little bit, but much later than that, the big bulls are probably start collecting cows very quickly once yeah. they start looking for them, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's just bizarre. I'm where we are. It's just, it's like they just materialize. So we'll, we'll be in that country sometimes. And it's like, you know, we start hunting about the, I think the season opens the eighth there. So it's not, it's not really that many days, yeah. but, but when you start, they're pretty quiet. They're not saying much and you don't see much either. Uh, you'll see some cows and stuff uh, generally, but sometimes you're up there and you're like, this country is dead. Like yeah. there is no moose here anywhere, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then they just. I mean, I think what they're doing in that area is they are, they're pushing into the high country. So mm-hmm. generally the cows will kind of show up first and then a day or two later, then just suddenly bulls just start coming through. It's yeah. It's so, so moose hunt's so weird like that. Like, it's just like the boringest thing in the world <laughs> until it's not. And like, then all of a sudden there's moose there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I don't know about, you know, 10th, 11th, I'll start getting more aggressive and, uh, um, you know, you've talked about this on some of your podcast and we maybe even talked about it too, but they'll come, you know, they'll come from a long ways away and they can pinpoint, pinpoint noise pretty well. So I generally will always call before bed yeah. uh, a fair amount because sometimes you wake up in the morning and they're, they're standing there. They've come in during the night, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'll definitely call at night and I'll call, uh, in the morning a fair amount. Um, but again, only, you know, that's all still pre-rut. Yeah. Uh, and so even then I'll only call... I'm not too aggressive after like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Cause they, yeah. they generally kind of shut up then too. It seems like those bulls will like, they'll get up and rake a few times throughout the day. Maybe yeah. if they're bedded up or something like that. Yeah. But. So then I'm, yeah, I'm pretty quiet generally during the daytime, but yeah, call in the mornings and evenings for sure. Um, and I, I told you before, like I've, I've done both, but, uh, when I'm actually going in on them, I feel like I have better luck, uh, 
bull with bull calls yeah for whatever reason like i mean i'll use both but and it's funny because like some guys are like oh I'll cow call and, you know, and yeah. then, so I mean, so obviously like it all works. It's just a matter of what. Yeah. Well, the other thing about bull calls, uh, I mean, I don't know. I've had cows come in to me. Yeah. Uh, doing bull calls and then the bull that was herding them up came with them. So well, that's, I think, that's I think there's too. some of that that goes on too, is like bulls calling cows in. I've had cows like respond to rake and, and grunting. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, where you, just, you know, and you expect a bull to start raking and you just hear. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think until later, especially the bulls are, in some ways, they're kind of lazy. Like, I think a lot of the cows pretty much go to them yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, they're just kind of, I've seen them just hanging out on the hillsides, and then pretty soon the cows will just kind of start collecting there. And it's like, hmm. but I've seen the opposite too. Generally, smaller bulls uh, seem to expend a lot more effort. They're out yeah. trying to round up cows, you know, and the big yeah. boys are just like, eh, we got it made. You know, they, yeah. they just sit there like. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be going to be a nice change of pace from from sheep. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more comfortable camp set up. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty uh, moose hunting's a lot of fun just cuz you're out there with friends and family and yeah, you just you just you know, we nap a little bit, read books, play games, eat lots of good food. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we still hunt pretty hard, but it's it's just a good time. <laughs> yeah, well there's a lot more there's a lot more downtime and a lot less hiking to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That seems like so yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I've just been, uh, my son poked in the door. Oh, right cool. Um, yeah, I just have been devoted so much of my time, fall, so many of my falls to sheep hunting <laughs> and then work during moose season, just try to collect a little bull from somewhere around town, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I, where we're going this year, I probably won't shoot a, like a little, a little yearling, yeah, you know, a little fork horn the first, the first until like the end of the trip, but I think we got a good chance of killing some, nice. a couple of nice bulls anyway. I probably won't pass, you know, a little mulligan bull or something no, like that, yeah. but. Yeah. You can take your bow, you think, or just right Not this year. Yeah. I'm not messing around this year. <laughs> it, it could potentially, and that's part of like, once I learn that spot, you know, and that's one thing I've lacked is like a go-to yeah. spot that I know and, you know, kind of just know what's going on, know how to hunt it, know what the moose like to do, where they like to beam where i can expect them yeah for sure that makes a difference i mean those you get to where you know a spot generally i mean over the years i'm sure it changes a little bit as stuff grows up or the forest changes but generally it's the same general patterns every year pretty close yeah because it's like you know frank and we talked like a lot of like it seems like so many people like i've got my moose spot we're going to moose camp you know and obviously not everybody has like a dynamite moose hole with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh it's like it would be nice to have like just our moose spot <laughs> yeah so so that's what we're trying to turn it into hopefully awesome awesome but anyway we probably better better get rolling i got my son's probably gonna sneak up and hit me in the back of the head with something <laughs> if i'm not careful but man it's been good uh good hearing about your hunt and yeah had a couple of really nice sheep and yeah, good fall awesome. so far i mean despite all the the craziness, you know, and like some of the inconveniences we're saddled with, you know, it's, yeah, we still got it pretty good up here. So. We do. We do. Yep. Yep. Felt pretty grateful to be out there. That was fun. Yep. So yeah, huh. it was fun hearing about your guys' hunt too. It's great. Yeah, no, I'm glad you listened, managed to work your way through the whole thing. <laughs> it was a long one, wasn't it? Was it? slurring a little bit by the end, maybe, but. 
Uh, well, Don, thanks for coming over, man. And uh, yeah, good luck moose hunting this year, and we'll absolutely have to do have to do it again sooner rather than later. You so. bet. Yeah, same to you on same to you on your moose hunt. Yeah, It'll be thanks. fun. All right, everybody. If you uh, enjoy listening to the podcast, appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. And uh, if you feel the need to support the podcast, um, fund a couple, uh, contribute to the beer fund. Uh, you can do that at uh, www.patreon.com/slash/tundertalk. Thanks for listening.